0: Hello, my name's Paul Taylor, and this is In Pursuit of Hoppiness, the Spirit Series. It's a podcast about craft beer and distilleries on the Sunshine Coast. Kira Daly and Steve Grace are a couple in love with life and they're in love with each other. They also love distilling gin from their fantastic distillery at Caloundra. Now, during this chat, I sort of get the impression that when Steve's distilling, he's like a kid with a new toy for Christmas and Kira seems pretty keen on using their passion for gin to give back to the environment. From naming their creations after endangered animals to making sure they replenish the environment through their sales of their drinks – this couple is passionate, so passionate that they sold up everything so they could start on the project that they love in the place that they love. Still on a high after receiving a gong at the World Gin Awards, here is Kira and Steve from Beechtree Distilling. So, Kira and Steve from Beechtree Distilleries, where do we start with you two Sorry. now? Well, where where are you two first? What what's the deal?
1: As in business partners? No, yeah, partners? yeah, yeah.
0: What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? Let us know.
1: A bit of all from column A and B. Yeah, We are business partners. But um, So Steve stays in the production area and I generally stay in the operations area. We worked out very early on. We needed to separate the aspects of the business so we weren't clashing. That was early on, and but that came about because we were a partnership prior to that anyway. So as in we are partners in life and business at the moment.
0: What came first?
1: Partners in life. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yep. yeah and that's it and then we wanted to get into business to do something together. So I, I've actually owned a business for over 16 years in the service industry and then Kira's got a vast vast background in education health and education so we sort of combined our powers and created something quite epic. <laughs> when you
0: first got this uh, little bit of pillow talk going on, did you know it was going to be in distilling alcohol or did you was the world open to you?
1: No, that, it was open, wasn't it? Definitely. It was a, a few months of discussion. Actually, it might have even been longer. It was probably a, nearly up to 12 months of discussion. This was back probably around 2017, 18, we started talking about it. Yeah. Um, and I was actually helping Steve out with his business with a few things. Yeah. And we sort of went, well, we're already. I'm already starting to get involved in his. So he, Steve was in an engineering business. Yeah. I was starting to get involved in that side of the business and we said, you know, over that sort of 12 to 24 months we started asking questions about how we could continue working together but in something that we were both passionate about because I I can tell you I'm not passionate about mechanical or electrical (laughs) engineering whatsoever.
0: (laughs) I don't don't understand why that's the case.
1: (laughs) No no I mean I loved working with him in the business sense but I didn't enjoy the industry that he was in so it's a very mathematical science based that's Definitely not my background. So we spent a few months uh, discussing what we were going to get into. I think we ended up getting into the discussion about distilling over a few drinks one night. Oh.
2: <laughs> it, it, it could have been even one night while I was in the kitchen actually making one of my brews because oh. you know I, I've got a I've got a 15 year history of distilling personally more, yep. as, a, more as a hobby. Yep. And that's sort of where I got a lot of my distilling capabilities from. Uh-huh.
1: And, and, I really like how he calls it a hobby though. Because when he told me he had this lo- like these couple of pieces of hobby equipment and he was moving, like he wanted to bring them into the house because I had a, a double-storey house a- at the time. I thought he was literally bringing in a couple of like kegs or cans or something like that was the image I had in my head and suddenly I've walked in and the whole double garage has taken over and then it sort of slowly moved into the downstairs rumpus room. By the time it got into the upstairs lounge room and the upstairs kitchen area, my kids started asking questions and we we were telling them that we're doing some sort of beverage production so that if it got (laughs) back to the rest of the family, it didn't sound like I'd set up. a. And it was all like, you know, Steve's just got a, a... Crazy sense of just like he's just got a, a distilling.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I just like playing, tinkering, <laughs> making things better. Yeah. <laughs> that's sort of what, that's what, little... what'd you start with? Um, so, yeah, so generally more rum, rum and whiskey bases. Yeah. Um, then obviously make us a nice, pure, clean vodkas. And then, and then got into probably about sort of I don't know, six, eight years ago, started playing with the gins as well. Uh-huh. So, yeah. And, that... and then, and then we combined our powers when it comes to making our gins as far as, you know, with Kira's like sort of health. Health background, yeah. sort of, We really sort of bought in, like as far as our recipes go for our gins, and really just nice, amazing recipes that just work together. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think it, I think it's starting to work pretty well for us. <laughs> Where were you based at this point in time?
1: We were in Brisbane at the time that we had the discussions. The setup for the distillery, though, the discussion sort of went what areas? So I grew up uh, in Byron Bay, yep. um, in that region. So we actually sort of explored anywhere from Byron Bay all the way up to the Sunshine Coast and we're really excited that we landed in Cloundra. Right. And that's actually where the name Beach Tree came from. So we've named it after, it's a play on words named after uh, Caloundra, meaning the depending on interpretation, the land of the beautiful place, the land of the beech trees. Oh! So that was actually a rebrand. When we found our final location, we rebranded into Beech Street of Silinko to reflect the area that we were situated in. So that is a reflection of us being in Caloundra. So without actually situated in that location, that wouldn't be our name today.
0: I call Caloundra home. And I didn't know that. Yeah, that's really wonderful.
1: Yeah, it's the uh, it's, uh, Aboriginal old, like an older, ancient sort yeah, of word. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah,
2: really, really lovely. Yeah, and then for, a, for myself to you know to get back to the Sunshine Coast, I, I've had family up on the Sunshine Coast, and I've, I've been wanting to find a reason. How, how can I come back to the sunny coast? Yeah. So I guess we created one. But um, but yeah, it was so good to be able to get back to sort of like my homeland and sort of but I love it here. <laughs> you, you could
0: have you could have landed anywhere. You could have put what you're doing. Anywhere? why did you choose Caloundra? That's part of the reason right there, what yeah, you said. Yeah, no, that's
2: right. And, and, and second to that, I mean, it, it's not an easy industry to get into, like match, matching buildings and all the regulations and things like that. So it, that's the biggest fight. And mm-hmm. you know, so we, we managed to sh- secure this amazing shed in the nice industrial area and, yep. and that's sort of where it all it all tied in and, and, and we're able to work with the council to make it all work. So what about you? You didn't have any real prior experience with Caloundra or the Sunshine Coast. What did
0: you see when you arrived here?
1: Beautiful beaches. I think that was why I was quite happy to move. So Steve had an apartment there at Kings Beach when we first moved here, and I couldn't have asked for anything more like home, being near the beach, walking distance to cafes and coffee shops and everything else that we wanted to get into. So I was, it was an easy yes for me. Yeah, right. So <laughs> I didn't when, have to hesitate. When was that? You two? It's a few years ago now, a couple of years ago.
2: Yeah, so that would have been early 2020. Okay. Yeah. The
0: shed you've got is not a small shed. That's a that's a pretty impressive bit of property there. Was that intimidating at all to commit to yourselves that you're going to take
2: on this and go for it? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, because in in the whole planning, yeah, we'll just get this little spot. You know, we'll just make some gins and have this nice little business, and then it turns out we end up getting a pretty substantial size shed, and it allows us now. Now we you know we got we got the rum, the whiskey, all in, in the barrels. So we're you now we've got we've got a full distillery going on now, right. which is really cool. And and that's because of the size of that shed allowed me and us to, to take that to the next level and do things greater than what we originally planned, I, I think, yeah. The
1: original business plan was definitely thrown out the window. Yeah. So <laughs> the original, one of the spaces we were looking at getting was only about 180 metres. So then we went from that to looking at a 300-metre space to this enormous space that we've got at the moment. So, Which is what?
2: Uh, the whole whole building space is up around 900. Wow. Yeah. yeah. For
0: a first go, that's, that's big time. That's a big commitment. Oh, yeah. Definitely,
1: definitely a big commitment, which is why everything we now own is in the distillery. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we no longer have residences yeah. anywhere else. Yeah. But it is all the, literally the, the in that distillery.
2: Little apartment at Kings Beach is gone. Yeah, the <laughs> house
1: in Brisbane gone.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're doing this. How longs yeah. it been now? So do- doors open. We're probably coming up. We're coming up eighteen months. So yeah, but but I mean our whole project. We I mean we we started the project late 2019, mm-hmm. and uh, that's I mean it, it took till. August twenty one to get swing the doors open. Mm -hmm. So I mean, for us, we haven't stopped for what three years now. (laughs) (laughs) So Kira, from a purely business perspective, how's it going?
1: Yeah, it's great. We with the we've got the range out at the moment is the one vodka and the three gins. Yeah, Uh, all three gins um, have won international acclaim. We've got uh, the koala that just the organic koala gin, which is our citrus gin.
0: How beautiful! So this is the first time I've seen something like this. The label is on the back of the bottle and you
2: look through the
0: product to see the label.
2: Yeah, that's right. So a double-sided label, they call that, yeah. That is
0: beautiful.
2: And that's all part of our thing. You know, we, we wanted to build a product that was different, unique, really, stands out.
1: And reflected mm-hmm. who we are. So the mm-hmm. signature range that we've actually created, the two gins and a vodka, yeah. they are endangered <laughs> species. They're either threatened or endangered, so they're yes. part of that range. And part of what we do is when we sell a bottle, we plant a tree. Wow! So those animals are reflective of our story, of how we give back more than we take in terms of the botanicals we use.
0: Koala gin. One of Australia's stories that if it's not looked after will be a very sad story for Australia, won't it? It's such an icon and yet it's struggling at the moment, the koala.
1: It is. It became uh, endangered actually after the 2019 bushfires. Right. um, And that's why part of where we plant the trees at the moment is we're through a nursery down in Byron Bay. Yep. So they're actually planting trees for the koala corridors. So Fantastic. to allow the passing of the koalas to pass you know, safely between their home habitats.
0: That's your organic koala gin?
1: It is, our uh, citrus gin.
0: Okay. And now I've picked up the organic native skippy gin, which I just love.
2: I love
1: this one. <laughs> yeah. So that, that one's
2: um, our, our latest concoction. So yeah. we released that guy about two months ago. Oh, it, it's a really nice sort of fruity, Flavored gin with a nice bit of earthiness, a little smokiness through it. Oh yeah! It, yeah, so it's really native. So it's basically nine native botanicals backing up the juniper berry.
0: Okay. So
2: it's it, strawberry
1: yeah. gum, finger limes. I love that one.
2: Wow. wow. Yeah. Pepper okay. berry, bit of wattle seed, and it actually we we managed to get it over to New York, New York uh, Spirit Competition yep. over there, and yep. actually brought home a double gold. So yeah. That's My goodness. Of, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. That is
0: amazing. They yeah. they they know their stuff over there too. <laughs> <They do>. um, <laughs> Now, the kangaroo's not endangered, I'm sure.
1: No, so he's not part of our signature. Our initial range was the koala, the quokka, and the tiger call, which the we don't, don't actually have here at the moment, but okay. that's our vodka. Look but at But he's seasonal.
0: <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? So sorry for stepping over you there because no, no, I've just seen the most beautiful, beautiful picture. Uh, once again, the label's on the back of the bottle, and you're looking through the, the gin to the picture, and it's a quokka who I think seems pretty happy with himself, herself. <laughs>
1: They're the happiest
0: animals on the earth, yeah, like. right. <laughs> wow, I can't wait for the wombat series. <laughs> hey, the southern hairy nosed wombat, which happens to be my favorite animal and it's endangered too. So, only found <laughs> in a small area around Springshore, somewhere like that. Yeah, fantastic. Certainly, your heart's in the right place, obviously, but that ain't enough, is it? You, you know, you've got to be fair to income about what you do, haven't you, to make sure that you're a sustainable business. What's the future like for you guys?
1: I reckon the sky's the limit. Yeah. All part of what we do is all about the ethical sustainability, even our production process. Steve's like, well, we're lucky that Steve is an engineer by trade. So yep. he's been able to design our distillery so that we can, well, even our creations through our fresh rainwater tanks to the equipment that he's built to filter everything. Uh, it is all about ethical sustainability and even moving forward with how we're labelling our products, the paper labels. We're always trying to find ways of making sure that we're innovative while being ethical and sustainable. And our plant program, uh, that is exciting for next year. We actually made some local connections here on the Sunshine Coast. Oh, yeah. with yeah. Um, and I, I don't want to use the wrong term. It's sort of botanists that work with farmers and the space around the area and looking at planting some native trees in this Sunshine Coast region. So I'm excited about for the next Sort of twelve to twenty-four months looks like on the Sunshine Coast region.
2: Sounds great. Our, yeah, our yeah, model it. program. And, and, and the more we grow, the more more trees we be better to plant.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty that's much. A, yeah. How good's that? <laughs> yeah. Have you come across any dramas with the
2: distilling side of things uh, since you've been up and running? Oh, I wouldn't wouldn't so much say dramas. I, I guess it's all it's all greater learning curve going from a small setup to. To a, a decent size setup. Um, is it just
0: a matter of increasing the scale, or are oh. there a few
2: trips and turns? Oh, there's a lot of trips and turns. You know, it's just not a matter of going, yep, this is this amount times it by this amount. No, there's so many more to juggle. You know, different time frames. You know, it was, I mean, say the, the l- length that's in the steel totally changes the flavour of the product. Right. So you've just got to really. That there's just so much to manage the consistency and to get it right. And you know, multiplying those smaller recipes to larger it, it, it is a big thing. And and then yeah, you know, even just all those little, little things like keeping things cool. There's it, it more. There's more heat pressure. Process going on a larger seal. You've got different cooling techniques. I guess that's all getting into the engineering speak. That's
0: That's fine. I
1: understand that. We even even noticed with being organic, we were worried about consistency as Steve was scaling. But then being organic, a lot of our botanicals have slightly different flavours throughout the seasons Uh based on soils and, rain. you know, and all these sort of things that we didn't even think about when we initially started. We were just wanting to do organic because that is better for the environment, better better for us in the gin. But we've noticed even on our, say, our latest batch of koala, the cardamom highlight has come through a little more than the last batch, which was lemon myrtle. But we've been, um, we're sort of educating our customers to say, well, being organic means that each batch will always be slightly different, despite Steve, you know, navigating the yeah. other areas. It is an organic product. So if, uh, yeah, there's that consistency across yeah, it. That's
2: it. And then that's the beauty of it the beauty of being yeah. small batch. And, and I, think, I think people can appreciate that. I mean, their the product is still amazing batch to batch. It's got a slightly different flavor, but as long as every product is amazing, I'm Happy, I'll put it in the bottle, you know, and that's sort of that's one thing. If I don't like it, I'll, I'll re- rework it or ditch it. If I, if I don't think it's perfect, it doesn't get in the bottle. Shall we have a little sample? Definitely.
1: <laughs> Which one <laughs> are you going to try? Koala is the closest we have to almost like a London-style dry. Yeah. If someone is looking for something that they typically grew up with, especially things that they had 20, 30 years ago, yep. this is the closest you'll get. So the highlights in that one are the, um, the lemon myrtle. It's got a little bit of vanilla bean, cinnamon quill, right. uh, and definitely having some of that coriander seed and the cardamom coming through at the yep. moment is what I've noticed. Oh, I get one. Mm. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good afternoon. <laughs> Usually I don't drink on the job. <laughs>
0: Okay, what am I looking for here? What am I doing? Am I sniffing first? Yeah, What's have, going have on? Have
2: a little smell. Definitely yep. have a smell. We'll swirl it around in the little cup there. So it's definitely you know
0: floral's is the wrong word, but you know botanic. It's uh, yeah, it's definitely defi-
2: botanic. That's what I mean. yeah. So, so I mean, it, it does highlight, highlight there. So lemon myrtle, limes. Oh, there's vanilla. some
0: lemon myrtle there. Yeah. Definitely,
2: yeah, yeah. And obviously, yeah. you get yeah. There is we, we do get some basics from the traditional sort of more gin tradi- like traditional recipes. So, I mean, this is my closest to a traditional gin. And but, it's got juniper, that, hasn't it? That's part of the deal. Definitely, hundred. Yeah, so so fifty percent of every of a gin, a minimum of the of the of the, of the botanical bill is is, is juniper which is
1: why yeah and you can't source that in australia for it to be called a gin so as soon as i heard that because this was a learning part for me as well i said to steve if we have to go overseas and it has to be organic right so we need to know exactly how the juniper is being grown and harvested and that it's done ethically Mm -hmm. so that was part of my requirement with steve was if we're going to do that let's make it all organic and you've succeeded in that
0: obviously so you know where your juniper berry comes from Yep. Which is where?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's actually a few different countries at the moment. So, right. And then, um, yeah, it just comes in with all the paperwork. So.
0: It sounds like it, that's a big part of it that I couldn't imagine dealing with. You know, you think you want to do this thing and then you got to import the stuff.
1: We stick apart from the juniper, most of what we do is all Australian botanicals. Yeah. So that was why the Skippy actually took an extra... Well, that was another 12 to 18 months of just discussion and development because the small batch suppliers and farmers, producers that we have, particularly in that skippy, is incredibly hard to source and find. Is that right? So that one, um, it's not part of our signature range. It will come and go on occasion um, with the seasons and with the availability of the supply. But that's probably the beauty of being small batch is we can do that.
0: Gee, that's clean, isn't it?
1: The gym, yeah. Wow.
2: Clean, smooth. That's what I I like to pride myself on is how smooth I get it. That's those little extra things that I do in the refinement process just from from years of history of playing with it. Yep. Yep. yeah that, that's my advantage so oh. we'll play to it. And isn't that amazing you can source the
0: imported product the juniper berry because you've got to have that as a legal requirement but the local stuff you're having a little bit of trouble having a consistent supply of that's really interesting and I imagine it's not not unusual.
1: Well it's more about how much they can produce so mm-hmm. we try to go by providence so we, we sort of do have an eclectic background so by providence means by sourcing it from where it was originally grown Yeah. so yeah. like our finger line will come from Byron Bay Kakadu plum from North Queensland. We the the only one that didn't actually come originally from the local area was the hibiscus, which is why the quokka is on the bottle. The bottle. So we sourced our hibiscus and the original batch from Western Australia.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. We
1: wanted something to reflect the area. Like all of these actually have a very long story as to why we've chosen the particular animal, the designs, and that was part of why the quokka became. So we do go by providence. For us, it feels like as soon as we're sourcing from the original land that it was grown on, it is a better flavour. Those flavours have been in there for centuries. Yeah. Yeah. So we love to pack that into a bottle, and I think combining that with the organic nature, making sure that any of our native or wild harvested ingredients aren't affected by chemicals or pesticides or any sort of preservatives, is really important part to keeping the freshness and the taste in those native botanicals, which we learnt to yeah get from the original source.
0: And the artwork itself is really great, isn't it? That uh, drawing is just. It's just so expressive.
1: Thanks.
0: It's really lovely.
1: It was a long process of design between Steve and myself.
2: Definitely, yeah. So the whole, the whole general branding design, literally, we created. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we we customised the bottle. We wanted something unique, different, really going to stand out on the shelf. And so, yeah, it's a full customised bottle. With uh, effects down the side? Yeah,
1: they're all there. So that was the original batch of our native ingredients that we had actually in our very first one that we decided to go ahead with. Yeah. So we wanted to reflect that on the bottle. So some of the um, recipes have slightly changed since then, but they are all reflective of Australian botanicals here.
0: The detail in this is amazing. It's gold on the outside, but once again, I'm looking through the clear bottle and it's silver on the inside. Yeah. That's just beautiful. And who did the artwork?
1: So, Steve and I did a lot of it ourselves, and we had a graphic designer help us with the sides. We we wanted particular botanicals, and they were able to do that. And then a girlfriend of mine actually did the actual illustration. So it's sort of a combination of love between. I actually learnt Photoshop, did a lot of the backgrounds. (laughs) Did you? But um, we are now working with a a local artist who's helping us sort of bring in a a little bit of a marketing perspective to, as in, just helping us. <laughs> Just helping us redesign it a little bit to reflect, I guess, a more modern approach. But it's only a slight adjustment. So, because we love the original packaging, we love the design. It's our story. Yeah, everything from the backgrounds to the animals to the it's it's all us.
0: So, when you first started, Steve, what was the objective when you first started? What were you trying to produce?
2: Oh, I think perfection, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can, can I attest That's to true. that? Because we had a, a batch beautiful. of quokka that we weren't 100, he was like 99.9% sure on it. Yeah. We bottled it. Yeah. Yeah. The next day we had to unbottle it. Oh, yeah.
2: So. Yeah. I just, it might have been the next week actually, yes. but I, I, I d- actually just had a taste out, out of one of the bottles we just bottled. Yeah. And I was just like, mm, nah, not happy. Thousand thousand bottles, <laughs> caps oh caps off, re goodness. tip it out. Re- I, you know. <laughs> oh my! We
1: we reused everything. I was, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, I was able to rework it. You um, got tick it, wrong. it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I just couldn't. I was like, no, nah, I just cannot sell it like that. So, oh, wow. yeah, perfection. <laughs> yeah, perfection.
1: <laughs> that actually describes it really well.
2: Did that delay anything? Oh no, because it, it was a it was a middle batch. Yeah, okay. it wasn't it wasn't our first batch. It was a middle batch, okay. so we still had some in in, in the run, and yep. then then I worked around it. <laughs> so. Okay. So did, did, was the first stop uh, with the gin, a gin, a single gin, or, or what, what was your plan? What was well, the business plan? I think well the business plan was yeah, was basically gin, like right? yeah. yeah, maybe a couple of gins and the vodka. Uh-huh. And then the obviously... vodka
1: we weren't planning to keep it. The vodka we yeah. were actually planning to let it go. We wanted to showcase the vodka as being a really unique, special vodka, and then we were just gonna let it go off the shelf. But our customers have loved that that we've decided to keep it. We use a sugarcane base that's quite a beautiful, sort of subtle yeah, flavour. Some we
2: haven't really touched on, I just remembered. Yeah, but yeah, so all our spirits are based on a sugarcane base. So okay. our, our base ferment is organic molasses. Right, and hence why. So even the base spirit is organic as well. So obviously most people think, oh yeah, molasses—that's rum. Like, yeah, well no, that's obviously the way I work. It is different. You know, I, use, I use different yeast strands that, that don't pull the flavour through to create the rum, and, and and then obviously it gets distilled at like ninety six percent to pull the rest of the flavour out. Goodness, so it just makes it really clean, and it's still got a bit of a unique, unique sort of sugar caney natural sweetness come through in the flavour. Yes, yeah, and I, and I think yeah. So for the for the gins, I think that's really working and something. Yeah. So how do, you, how do
0: how do that colour from the molasses?
2: Well, funnily enough, all distilled spirits are clear, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, so so basically, yes, it, it is a black, I guess, idea muck that goes into, into the still yep. and actually strips to clear on, on the first run through. Okay. And, and, then, and then obviously we refine it further and further and yep. increase the percentage to make it as clean as we, we, we want to get it to.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, so obviously when you're making rum as well, a lot of people think, oh, rum, it starts dark. It does not. <laughs> there you go. I'm yeah. learning things all yeah. the time with you guys yeah so that's it so yeah so so age spirits predominantly get their color from the barrel. Oh right. Some some people do add things after, but you know, traditionally all that colour comes from the, the oak that's used uh, in the okay. barrel. Okay. Do you bottle it on site? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we right. do. Everything on site. We
1: yeah. do everything. We've got four kids between us, so we do rope them into <laughs> it sometimes. So it could be <laughs> <laughs> school holidays are particularly busy. Right. But yeah, no, we, we literally make everything on site, we bottle handcraft it, put it in the shelf and out the door it goes. So it's all done on site with the family.
0: So what sort of bottling are you getting through? What would a normal
2: process be? be for bottling at Caloundra? Are you talking quantities or
1: yeah,
0: just sort
2: of? Yeah, yeah, quantities, yeah. Oh, at, at the moment, we're just sort of cruising through. We're sort of doing, we can do up to around, I don't know, about 1500 a week just sort of just you know, cruising. Gee, so that, I mean,
0: that's a fair amount. That's a lot of yeah, bottles.
2: Not too bad. we, we, still, got, we still got, yeah, no, it doesn't always happen. And at the moment, yeah, you know, we're, we're still growing our demand and yep. things like that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, our, our capabilities far outweigh what we're producing at the moment. Okay. Which, is, uh, which, which just is, means we've got big places to grow.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, and so, what next for you guys? You've just won some big awards overseas. You're right up there with the business awards on the S- Sunshine Coast as well. What next for you guys?
1: Well, we just got voted top six distilleries in Australia, which is really cool. Up with the big guys, so that was nice. But man, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that
2: was nice to see our name up there with like four pillars. Archie Archie Roads. never, never. never. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're like, oh swoon. <laughs> well done.
2: Congratulations. <laughs> that
0: is just incredible.
1: Yeah, we actually had people after that post just reach out and say we'd never heard of you guys. Heard of everyone else haven't heard of you guys just wanted to see what you're doing and what do you make and that was that was a huge thing that actually happened only a couple of weeks ago isn't that huge
2: so yeah to elaborate on the depth of that I, I did i did mention the double gold for the skippy earlier yes before we actually won that it was the start of actually this year we sent our koala and quokka over to the world gin awards in europe yep and come back with some amazing results over there too so both of them got gold medals in the in the contemporary gin class yes yeah, our quokka actually took out Australia's best contemporary. Wow. So, yeah, we're, I was super stoked again. This is you know? incredible <laughs> so, stuff, isn't so it? So we got three gold medal gins in, in world competition classes, you know. So, From you guys at
0: Caloundra.
1: Yeah. I know. I know.
2: <laughs> Did you ever think that that would
0: occur so quickly?
1: I had my faith in Steve. I mean, we have um, we both have eclectic, like very unusual backgrounds in terms of what we bring to the party, but I honestly had faith in Steve that he could do it. I knew once he said to me that he, I mean, I've tasted his stuff before. He had it home distilling it and all that down pat. So I was just really glad that I put my faith in him because it's just led us to big things. So
2: And I'm glad I come up with the results. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Keeps that partnership behind the business partnership <laughs> happy.
2: <laughs> so... The way
0: you're going at the moment, are you quite settled there at your plant at the moment? That's got a fair bit of growth left in it yet.
1: It does. Steve just took over a new room that wasn't meant to be a barrel room, but it's now becoming a barrel room, literally to store the barrels. Yes, that was going to be sort of a, just a space for the public, but we actually, yeah, we're expanding into the rums and the whiskies that he wants to expand into, and we're just finding more space to put that at the moment. So we have definitely got room for growth. There's even even more space on the facility to even build more shed space so uh-huh. to be able store stuff. But
2: yeah, but we're we're slowly filling it up. I mean, you know, we might have another another couple of years out of it of growth, and then we <laughs> might just need. More, or maybe a bit more storage here and there just to help us out. Is rum an age thing? Yeah.
0: So that would mean storage, wouldn't it? The exactly. longer you go on, the more the more stuff you make, and the more stuff you've got to store.
2: Precisely. So so aged spirits. So Australian law is it needs to be aged for a minimum of two years before yes. it can be classed as a rum or a whiskey, depending on what it is, obviously. Yes. Yeah. So that's sort of that's part of the Australian regulations. And so Steve's
1: makes that. Well, we make that all on site, so the barrels do have to sit there yeah, for a so few they, years.
2: They accumulate more and more and more as <laughs> the stock builds up.
0: Yeah. That, that's a tough. Isn't it to make something which you pay for and you get it all in and then
2: it's got to sit there for no, for, uh, for two no, years? No to, return for minimum no, two years. No, that's
0: uh, that's an incredible process, no. isn't it?
2: It is, and, and it is tough, and that's why you know, we're, we're quite quite fortunate to have being able to make some amazing gins to to help us aid in the continual growth of our rum and whiskey production as well. Yeah, yeah, because I guess it's it's all re- reinvesting into, into our business, and yeah. that's sort of what, what we're about. So sort of, yeah, putting putting it all back in, and so where do you
0: market at the moment? Where are you marketing just to the Sunshine Coast, or is it wider than that?
1: Uh, our market at the moment, our marketing. Yep. We're a very small batch distillery. It's very small in terms of our marketing. So to be honest, most of it has been word of mouth. Uh Things like winning the awards in London and New York and the, you know, the nominations for different events really are just bringing us customers through word of mouth. We haven't done a lot of, in terms of marketing out there to the public. Uh I mean, even um, like the current stint we have down with our partnership at the moment, they're all through word of mouth. So it's having people who have either tasted our products, seen us around. Most of them, they've tasted it before they've even, they've tasted it through a, a competition or through a friend and then they've reached out and ha- asked us to look into the brand a bit further and they've loved our story and what we're doing and then have asked either partners with us or to stock us on their shelves and yep. we don't have any sales reps or anything like that on the floor. So it really is just a small family business at the moment. So, yeah,
2: That's it. We're starting to stretch out and to feel the local you know, BWS, Dan Murphy's, First Choice, lands. So we, we are stretching out. Obviously the celebrations, that those guys support us early on. And And the Sunshine
1: Peace region's been really good with that local support, so that's, that's the big start for us.
0: Yeah, that's a quite incredible start when you think no sales reps. That's amazing!
2: <laughs> you guys are amazing.
1: Are letting the product sell themselves? Yeah, well, that's true. You are
2: too, aren't you? Speaking so, of which, yeah, while well, we're talking, I just made up a little skippy here for you to have a go of. Okay, thank and, you. So this one, this one's one of my latest recipes. So, so I know you probably, mentioned it earlier. Go through it again. So with me. yeah, so the the key botanicals in this one's got strawberry gum, Kakadu plum, finger lime. Pepperberry, a little bit of wattle seed. I I find it's really nice, fruity on the nose. Yep. And then then on the palate, it's it's a nice sort of fruity with also some like sort of woody and oaky, smoky flavors that come through. Yeah. Bottoms up. up.
1: Sorry, I couldn't wait. It was too good. You know, I get to drink on the job. You got
2: there before us. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the moaning going he, he on. He said
1: I was allowed to drink on the job, so it's gone. Wow.
2: <laughs> so that one there has a nice bit of mouth warmth coming that from, from the pepper a bearing. a different mouth feel than and, the other one. And it really just adds to it, and it's, so it's really nice complex gin, this one. I, I find it really nice, easy to drink. It's really nice, neat. Uh, otherwise, goes with any tonic you like, whether it's an Indian tonic, Mediterranean tonic, whatever you feel like. You know what,
0: tonic or soda would really let that breathe, wouldn't yeah. it? It would expand those flavours a lot,
2: wouldn't it? Yeah, really. anything goes with it, but otherwise, yeah, just drink it neat. There's this really nice sipping gin, that one. With I. a bit of ice? If you like. Yeah, yeah. if you yeah. like it cool. If you like, yeah, Otherwise, just straight, yeah, room temperature. How good. <laughs> man, oh, man.
1: That's definitely one of our sipping or basic, like the soda and tonic gins. I honestly love playing around with cocktails with the quokka. All the right. Co- the Quokka is our definite cocktail gin. Yep. It always has been, hasn't it? The local bars really love that one. I'll let you explain that one. You've got oh, it over there. In, in,
2: in saying that, actually got it there. Insane, that, I actually love this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, neat as well, actually.
1: So this is Steve's favourite. <laughs> I actually love the koala. <laughs> I yeah. do a lot with the koala, like a, a bit of a lychee cocktail or an elderflower cocktail. Oh, yeah. Whereas with the quokka, we tend to, like, it will go in any Negroni, Martini. Steve actually makes a, a sunrise out of it with a bit of pineapple juice and passion fruit, It sounds yeah. odd, but it goes really well.
2: I call it the quokka sunrise. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, no, that sounds really good.
1: <laughs> It's
2: really lovely. Okay, go, okay so what am I expecting here? So this one here is our quokka, so it's really nice sort of more berry forge in this one. So like your, your, your berries, like elderberry, bilberry, hibiscus, finger lime, pepperberry. Yeah. Yeah, so you get really nice sort of berries on the nose, berry on the pellet, but it's really nice complex. So probably, yeah, a little bit really subtle in flavour, say, compared to the koala.
0: I would say it's rounder than the last one The in the, in the, in the scent, in the smell. Maybe a yeah a softer smell.
2: soft Definitely softer, yeah. Yeah, definitely lighter. Oh, lighter.
0: goodness. What a
2: job I've got. And this one here, just sort of yeah, put it on the palate, play with it. Again, it's got a nice little bit of spiciness coming oh, yeah. in from a bit of pepperberry.
0: You know what? The the heat to this one was delayed a bit compared to yeah, you're right. the others. Mm. Um, that is very nice. Mm. Oh, I think I've
2: got my favourite. But yeah. This but is
1: Steve's favourite for that, sure. That one there,
2: <laughs> I, as, as a GNT I'll just serve it with a with a beaver mm. tree Mediterranean tonic and a and a slice of blood orange and absolutely yeah, beautifully refreshing. Yeah, right. Gee, that's good.
1: He's good. <laughs> He's good. That's why I keep him around. Right on. <laughs>
2: How wonderful. <laughs>
1: well,
0: what a pleasant surprise this was. Just like the people who heard you won the awards, I myself hadn't heard a lot about you guys, and it's really lovely to see that my hometown is producing something as wonderful as this. It's, it's You should be proud of yourselves. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Beech Tree, Steve and Kira, thanks a lot. Uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for your time. Uh- Thanks for listening to In Pursuit of Hoppiness, the spirit series made possible by Visit Sunshine Coast. If you want to learn more about the great distilleries and craft breweries in our region, crack the top of the Visit Sunshine Coast website and look for Australia's craft beer capital. And if you want to listen to more episodes, you can get them there too. For the money.